0: This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of June 26, 2023, season 5, episode number 24. This week we talk about Paul McCartney clarifying how AI was used on a new upcoming Beatles project with John Lennon and George Harrison. Original Slipknot singer Anders Kolsefni will perform their debut demo live with Corey Taylor's Blessing. New albums on the way from Baroness, Duff McKagan, and Exodus. And Travis Barker finds out he's going to be a dad at a recent Blink-182 show. Plus, this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, Weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us live every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly, and on demand, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. Alright, what's up everybody? We are live. It's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here with some special guests. Uh, Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Glad to have you guys. What's up? Yellow, yeah, hello, it's David. David once again, but David brought a friend. Hi, I'm Mara. Good to have you, man. Thank, Thank you so much for joining us. It's uh, really great to be here with you guys on Sunday, uh, 2 p.m. every Sunday, guys. Twitch.tv slash Rock News Weekly. And, of course, On Demand, YouTube. Let's get into the prep, though. We got lots to talk about this week. Uh, all right, so this week, June 26th, season 5, episode number 24, talking about Paul McCartney... Clarifying how AI was used on a new upcoming Beatles project with John Lennon and George Harrison. Also, original Slipknot lead singer Anders Colsefni is going to perform their debut demo live with Corey Taylor's blessing. Uh, it's kind of interesting. New albums on the way from Baroness, Duff McKagan, Exodus, Travis Barker, finding out he's going to be a dad in a kind of funny way at a Blink 182 show. And this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, Weekly WTF. Everything's up. RockNewsWeekly.com. Head on over. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at Rock News Weekly. Let's get into it. Tour news. We reported about two weeks ago that Gorillaz was announcing their tour. Well, they've already canceled it. Uh, They canceled their tour. The band said in a statement, Due to scheduling conflicts and circumstances beyond our control, the previously announced Gorilla shows in September have been canceled. Uh, The statement continued, We're gutted to not be able to perform for you this year. We're really looking forward to it. Hope to get back to you again as soon as we can. We love our Gorillas family. Can't wait to see you again. End quote. Gotta ask you guys, do you think this is genuinely a scheduling conflict? Or do you think that it wasn't selling well or there's some other kind of – they always use the scheduling conflict as kind of, a, I feel, like a a blanket statement to kind of get out of stuff. Yeah, I was wondering about that. It's like, so we just scheduled a tour. (laughs) Yeah, we just did all this work in putting this whole thing together, putting the promo, the poster, the dates. Oh, but it turns out – I
1: have a bowling league on Thursdays.
0: I got to pick my (laughs) kid up from school. (laughs) I can't do it. Uh, so, what do you think? Do you think it was
2: genuinely a scheduling conflict, or do you think it was um, low ticket sales or
0: I mean, something
1: gorillas.
2: else? Yeah, where are gorillas at these days? Like, are they are they so successful that they don't even have to tour as this for fun? I... Well,
0: see, that's a good point. And the the days they they did announce were just major cities, and it was only one day in each major city. So it wasn't a full on tour. It was like maybe five tour dates, right? They're oh. playing like Boston, Chicago, L.A., New York, and one other date. And it was just a string of dates in September, and now they're all gone, and it, the whole thing's been canceled. So I got to wonder, like, mm-hmm. those are major cities. It seems like people would have shown up mm-hmm. in those cities, mm-hmm. L.A. and New York, mm-hmm. but it's like what you're saying. Maybe they're not really in the kind of media eye enough to mm-hmm. be able to sell big shows like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is wonder it what because kind of they're venues, cartoons? You know, or, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. <laughs> no Is it because they're cartoons? Way. Yeah. And people don't want to
2: see a cartoon live? I don't know. They got virtual shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point.
0: Um, I don't know. So, I guess we'll just you know, have to take that at face value, I guess. We'll, uh, we'll, just well take much, their word.
2: How much would you all pay to see a gorilla show today? Like, I wonder what kind of venues they're in. I think yeah. like I would pay $20 max. Yeah,
0: maybe like yeah, him. thirty, forty 40 bucks at the most, and that would have to be a good seat. <laughs> <laughs> but I would see him. I would see him for sure. Like, sure. Yeah, I, sure. Like my...
1: I like him, but yeah. It's one of those
0: ones where, I don't know, right? Like, it's, uh, I don't know, Mm. one of those things. Uh, Well, wish them luck, and maybe they'll get some new tour dates. All right, so, new festival. This one just announced it's making its debut in Huntington Beach here in California. Wanted to get your guys' opinion here. It's the Cardigans. The Cardigans. That's what grabbed
3: your attention (laughs) out of all of them.
0: The Cardigans. Darker Waves Festival, Saturday, November 18th. Later this year, Huntington Beach, New Order, Tears for Fears, B-52s, Echo and the Bunnymen, Devo. Oh, Human League. Human League, Violent Femmes, uh, OMD, uh, Crosses. Man. That's kind of an oddball one yeah. to me. That's Chino Moreno's side group, um, That they, and they're kind of a brand new group. These seem like all kind of throwback bands. Mm. But also, I guess, maybe the overall kind of dark wave, Synthy kind of vibe, mm. I guess, of this festival. Um, what do you guys think? What
2: stands out to you? And would you go and see this? Oh, I definitely would.
0: Yeah, I definitely.
1: I love Tears for Fears.
2: Is this a trend? That's what I'm thinking right now because this is kind of the same as the Gorillas thing for me. It's like during COVID, people kind of started listening to the music they used to listen to. <laughs> yeah. So now there's remember now this there's, one. Yeah, now there's a bunch of concerts like this. Yes. Festivals like this. Yes. uh
0: You're exactly right. They're cashing in <laughs> on nostalgia. This is nostalgia and guess what? Our demographic has the money right now and the yep. expendable income and we're able to afford these ridiculously priced tickets, man. I guarantee these tickets are three hundred and fifty, four hundred dollars for a single day. It's a single day. And that's also another trend that I don't like is cramming all of these artists in one day instead of spanning it out.
1: Well and that's what I was wondering about. Is like you would you would not I would not be surprised to see you know tears for <laughs> fears or new order in some other festival right and they're kind of like the one odd person out but they're all there together sure that's yeah like you're saying that's that's uh that's what what actually no what were you going to say
0: it's just nostalgia man yeah. i mean this is like the new trend mm-hmm. in festivals we just went to one in las vegas it was called sick new world And it's put on by the same people. It's the same style of thing where it's basically it was a lot of the 90s and 2000s heavy and hardcore industrial type bands. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had a lot of ones from the 80s like Skinny Puppy and Sisters of Mercy that were kind of rare and Mm -hmm. got people in the door that way. Uh, But I feel like they're doing the same type of thing. They're getting a couple rare ones, a couple good ones in there. But overall, it's a lot of filler. And I feel like it's just kind of a general nostalgia. And I will say also that a lot of these bands suck in the outdoor setting. <laughs> they suck in the outdoor yeah. setting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. They need to be in a dark club with a good sound system, with a nice light show. You're going to see somebody like, uh, you know, the Violent Femmes or Echo and the Bunnymen at a 2 o'clock set in the afternoon, and it's a half hour, <laughs> and it's rushed.
1: No, no. The human... I'm only here with... And he's like melting in the sun. And he's all melting <laughs> yeah. You know what a, I mean?
2: There's an inherent contradiction here because it appeals to, I would assume, older people. Yes. But as an older person, I can't stand at a festival all day. I'm going to go for three hours. Yeah, mass. right? <laughs> so, dude, that was, that was the thing with us at Sick New World. We, we
0: purposely came late because we knew we, we wouldn't be able to hang all day. They start yeah. some of these bands at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and the headliner doesn't come on until 1130.
2: You got to wear like the most comfortable like nurse shoes. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and yeah, then this is this this belongs this belongs in like uh, well, it's in Huntington Beach. It belongs in what's the name of that place in Sacramento? Uh, gosh, I can't think of. But it belongs indoors. Like, yes, one 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 in- show. It would be nice,
2: I but I I just don't you know I, I don't know. It definitely belongs to Huntington Beach. Yeah, <laughs> but let me tell you something. Also, I seen Kavinsky when I was younger, and Kavinsky is actually sick. Like, oh yeah, I enjoyed his show a lot. Like I had a brief period where I was into that kind of music, and I, I he definitely stood out to me as one of the best performers. Nice. Especially because it's kind of dark, heavy Kaminsky's cool. Like, that's kind of stands out to me in this lineup, yeah, to like, be honest. Yeah, like the
0: way Crosses did for me as well, mm-hmm. and then uh, Cold Cave, they're another mm-hmm. kind of newer one that's uh, on that trip. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's all over the place. So this seems to be the kind of a trend, and mm-hmm. it's a brand-new fest, so it just got announced. So check it out, guys, if you're interested. DarkerWavesFest.com. All right, Slipknot news. So Slipknot, talking about nostalgia, Slipknot is gearing up for their 25th anniversary of their debut album, which came out in 1997. So that's kind of, a you know, makes me feel old that that's already 25 years, um, but that's happening. So original vocalist, which I did not know that he's still active, this guy Anders Kolsefni, he's going to actually perform the band's demo tape, Mate, Feed, Kill, Repeat, on an upcoming tour. Slipknot frontman Corey Taylor has actually given his blessing making a post about it saying, quote, really wish I could be there to see these shows, but I know Anders is going to crush them. End quote. He was the lead singer in Slipknot from 95 to 97, but was replaced by Corey Taylor before they signed to Roadrunner Records. This demo got them there. And it was him on that demo who got them signed. So, you know, he's got a lot of talent. And in the Slipknot world, he's, uh, you know... Very revered in that respect, and he doesn't get out much. He doesn't do this kind of stuff, and he especially doesn't do old Slipknot stuff. So for people that want to see that era, this is kind of a treat. Um, So if you guys are into that, and uh, it seems like Corey Taylor's totally cool with it, which I really enjoy. I hate it when there's feuds of stupid shit like that, like, no, you can't Mm -hmm. do this. I'm going to try and sue you or some dumb shit, so Mm -hmm. I'm glad he's being cool with it. And it's probably because Slipknot's doing their own 25th anniversary sh- show next year. He's saying in this new interview, this is Corey Taylor, quote, right now Slipknot's kind of wrapping up a bit. Next year, I know we're talking about doing a handful of shows all over the world because it's going to be the 25th anniversary of the first album. He mm-hmm. said, now don't quote me on that. Best way to make God laugh is announce your plans out loud. But that's what we're hinting at. That's it's true. what we're talking about. So <laughs> thought that was a good quote, right? Wow. So what do you guys think of that? Um, I think it's kind of cool that they're he's getting out there and doing it, and Corey Taylor's
2: being cool with it. I honestly think the concept of an artist doing a like a especially a classic album as a show is one of the coolest concepts. Yes, I always wish artists did that more, especially like artists who are revered like this. Right, there's a hardcore band called Jane, called Um Converge who's really oh, yeah. respected in the hardcore world. Yep, and they do these shows where they'll play Jane Doe, which is their most kind of respected album from front to back. That's like one of my dream shows to go to. I They're going to be at Aftershock this year in really? Sacramento. Yeah, really? I got tickets for it. You can you can wow. go and
0: see them in Aftershock if you want to go. <laughs> I'm waiting
2: until they play one of those shows where they play Jane Doe from beginning to end. I know. Um,
0: they probably wouldn't do that at the festival set. Yeah, Probably yeah. not.
2: That will probably be more of a great, greatest hits.
0: But mm-hmm. yeah, Converge, man. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see them. Mm-hmm. Killer stuff. All right, so yeah, good stuff from uh, Slipknot. So get out and check that stuff out no matter what. Uh, Baroness announcing their new album, Stone, Announcing a huge tour as well. Uh, I really dig these guys. Baroness, one of my favorite groups these days. Uh, And after teasing it last week, it's confirmed their new single, Last Word, is part of their new album, Stone. It's their sixth album, breaking the band's tradition of naming albums after colors. They've done a lot of that uh, their entire career, the first five albums, all purple, yellow, and gold, uh, green, all that stuff. So Stone is the new one. And it's coming out September 15th. Bunch of tour dates. Santana or Santana, Santa Ana at the Observatory, October twenty seventh, L.A. at the Bellwether. Never heard of that venue in L.A. October twenty eighth, Berkeley at the UC Theater, October 29th. Um, I really dig their artwork too, man. I forget the name of the the guy who does their album artwork, but he's done it their entire um, career. And I also mm-hmm. like that about bands that kind of keep um, the same artist throughout the career and kind of collaborate with them throughout their career, it, it, it creates like an image and something in your mind about it where it, um, I don't know, it creates a whole nother thing, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of having cheesy album covers, different stuff, you know, pictures or different things. I I love it when they do an actual commissioned artwork piece. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, there you go. New stuff from Baroness. If you guys are interested in that, check them out on the road coming up in October and that new album out September 15th. Mm -hmm. Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses has a solo album that's going to be coming out. Here's a picture of some of the stuff uh, from it. Vinyl version looks like it's got a, a patch, it's a, a pick, some lith- lithograph, maybe a lyric sheet or something like that. Uh, coming out October 20th, it's called Lighthouse. Uh, it also has Iggy Pop on this album, Slash, and Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains. He said about the album named Lighthouse, he kind of described it this way. He says, quote, the crashing, the cresting waves falling through all that surrounds you. Life sometimes tosses us around, and we feel the want of comfort and pull of home. A ship tossed like a toy through the cape, sails ripped, and the wood groaning with the scraping of its ballast. A soul trying with all its might to find peace and a center. Pretty awesome, end quote. And I think that has to do with him being sober these days um i know he's a proponent of that as well as mental health he dropped a new uh, three song ep earlier this year for mental health awareness month it was called this is the song uh so i think that's uh kind of where he's at headwise, which is pretty cool and he's always been an inspirational cool dude uh duff mm-hmm. McKagan. really cool cool guy so can't wait to hear more from that uh coming out in october so there you go mm. Exodus, signing with Napalm Records and revealing new music for next year. When it comes to thrash metal royalty, very small list of bands, more important than Exodus. Having uh, basically, they've been around since 1979. They're one of the very first uh, before Slayer, before all that. Um, 40 plus years earlier this week, they announced they not only signed a worldwide contract with Napalm, but they've got big plans next year in the form of a new album. Gary Holt, their guitarist, said he and his fellow bandmates were excited to get started under the banner of their new record label. I won't read the whole thing there but they basically said they're extremely excited. It's time to increase the body count. Here's to new beginnings with Napalm Records. Uh Exodus, man. They're killer. And uh those guys mm-hmm. look at them. They're still doing it.
1: Yeah, they don't they don't look as old as I would expect them. No? No. They, <laughs> look, they look pretty good. Yeah. Right?
0: I guess so I mean you know these guys have been rocking harder than most for 40 years and uh, they're still kicking ass and I love it when bands are still making new music they're being original and they're not resting on their laurels and playing their greatest hits you know a lot of bands can't go 40 years and still make new music so props Mm -hmm. to them for doing that and staying true to their roots and they've never changed compromised who they are so Mm -hmm. good for them this was uh, a funny way to uh, surprise Travis Barker uh finding out he's going to be a dad at a recent blink-182 concert uh courtney kardashian put together this gigantic sign that says "Travis I'm pregnant." They've been trying to get pregnant for almost 2 years. So there was a video uh that she shared kind of showing her making the sign and then uh you know kind of showing it to him and there's a picture of him kind of seeing it and kind of getting uh off of the stage and going over to say uh, you know congrats or whatever. What do you guys okay. think of that?
1: Did this just happen this like this yeah. week? Just last week. So I, I'm kind of wondering about this because I, after I heard about this, I went and looked on Kourtney Kardashian's Instagram. She looked pretty darn pregnant. So I'm like, if he didn't notice otherwise, what's going on? <laughs> well, maybe he's been on the road. I don't know. I wonder if that's what's going on. Well, because I, I know. Like, I know. There's he... like pictures of her, and she's all doing all like pregnancy type stuff and has like. He
0: he exactly. has been on the road for the past two months with Blue okay, One eighty two okay. since that could, March. That could be it. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's He
1: didn't check her Instagram. I guess not. <laughs> and maybe she's
0: trying to be sneaky and being Yeah, maybe keep, uh, you yeah. know, keeping it Well, that picture you saw is a recent picture. But yeah, did yeah. you look at her Instagram yeah. from two no, weeks ago? No, I didn't. Okay. Know. Well come on, why aren't you? Why aren't you looking at Courtney Kardashian's Instagram? Come on, David.
1: Well I mean <laughs> I gosh dang it. I forgot to they have like a little alert thing that I
0: can... You got to set a reminder, get yeah. updated, right? No. Uh, congrats to them. Yeah. Good for them. All right. This is the big story of the week that I want to talk to you guys about. Paul McCartney clarifying how they used AI, artificial intelligence, to reunite John Lennon and George Harrison on a new Beatles record. This new Beatles project mm. that is going to be digging up old recordings of these artists and putting them all together with the help of AI to form a new Beatles Song and album. So McCartney revealed last week uh, in an interview with BBC Radio that AI was used to extricate late bandmate John Lennon's voice from an old demo. Now he's making it clear that all four original Beatles are indeed playing on the upcoming song. This is Paul McCartney. He says, it's "Been great to see such an exciting response to our forthcoming Beatles project. No one is more excited than us to be sharing something with you later in the year." So that was the ambiguous kind of thing he wrote, and he says we've seen some confusion and speculation about it. Seems to be a lot of guesswork out there. Can't say too much at this stage, but to be clear, nothing has been artificially or synthetically created. It's all real, and we all play on it. We cleaned up some existing recordings, a process which has gone on for years. Originally, they said that they uh, during their um, uh, Peter Jackson's twenty one twenty twenty one. Beatles documentary docuseries that came out is called Beatles Get Back. They found an old demo tape that John Lennon had recorded, and they said, we were able to use that kind of thing when Peter Jackson did it. He could separate them with AI. He could tell the machine, this is a voice, this is a guitar, lose the guitar, and he did that. So it has great uses. So what do you guys think of that before we delve more into it? Just off the initial thing there of using AI in that way for old songs.
1: Bring good on bad more ai it's the best <laughs>
2: <laughs> i feel like the big story here is going to be like the fact that ai is part of this because people don't know what to make about ai right now yeah but for me i don't think that i don't mind ai being used i think it's of course it's going to be used but right. i feel like i don't know i just feel like it's kind of disrespectful you know what i mean to use someone's recordings after they're dead like that especially for so long like
1: or well, yeah. Then, like take them and re-manipulate them. Yeah, that is, I don't agree with point. what I
2: said five minutes ago on this podcast.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine,
2: imagine like your recordings being brought up forty years after right you're dead or whatever, and now people are just using those songs in a
0: different way. In a well, different way. Maybe or that was a throwaway thing for him, and he wasn't happy with it, and now they made a whole chorus mm-hmm. and a song. No, I don't out of really
1: it. like it. Right?
0: <laughs> well, and then his money. I mean, you know, maybe the money would go to his existing family members, but mm-hmm. where's all that money going? Mm-hmm. Right. It's the record labels cashing in on. Yeah, it.
1: this is an interesting thing. You think about it, now this brings up the idea of just like mining. Elvis Presley right? you can mm-hmm. just Jimmy mine Hendrix and all these old mm.
0: Uh where does it end? Yeah. Michael Jackson.
2: Like do the dead deserve consent? Nirvana, <laughs> you know, what Kurt mean? Cobain.
1: Yeah. You just go and mine up all their old like studio. Yeah, his tapes, old demo right?
0: tape of him sitting on the toilet thinking of a song and
2: now we're gonna make a single out of it. Mm-hmm. Especially because they're kind of stuck in time like that, right? Because you'd imagine if an artist was alive until now, they would have evolved so much right now. Like an artist is always responding to their historical moment.
0: And that's being cut out of the equation. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, this is good enough. We can make Mm -hmm. something out of this. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't appreciate it if I was dead. Okay. <laughs> and a spirit. <laughs> and All right, so check it out. Here's the history know. of the of the of the of the tape here. Mm-hmm. The BBC song, uh BBC, excuse me, reported the song is a 1978 track that John Lennon wrote called Now and Then, which re- he recorded on a boombox shortly before his death and which Yoko Ono, Leno, Lennon's widow, famously gave to M- uh, McCartney on a cassette labeled for Paul. So, uh that's where this stuff has come from. So he actually did give it to him that he wanted Paul McCartney to have it. Mm-hmm. So, Uh, The Beatles attempted to record the song in 1995 for their anthology series, but George Harrison at the time, get this, he passed away in 2001, he complained at the time the sound quality was rubbish. It didn't have a very good title, it needed a bit of reworking, but it had a beautiful verse and it had John singing it. McCartney told Q Magazine in 97, but George didn't like it. The Beatles being a democracy, we didn't do it. So, what do you think of that little... Aspen. Now that he's
2: dead, he's out of the way too.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, took care of that. Now we got these two guys out of the equation. It's just me and Ringo. Mm. <laughs> let's get let's let's get it up. All right.
1: I mean, but I mean, like Paul McCartney, he's at, he's like set to outlive everyone. He's the least coolest of all the Beatles. Yeah. So if he's making all these decisions in AI, I mean, he's going to make a freaking crap ton of money.
0: <sighs> sure. Ringo I mean Ringo's part of it as well and I imagine the John Lennon estate would be part of it and, yeah. as well as the George Harrison estate but yes I mean the, the I, that's the bigger question is in the end who stands to make the most money is the, is the record label you mm-hmm. know and is it cool to to kind of do this kind of stuff to make the record label it's like um, think about it okay what about this part if a band sold the rights to their catalog Say, you know, a lot of bands have done that, right? Um, Bob Dylan, um, who was a big one that recently did it, I forget, it was the, the biggest ever. Queen mm. sold their catalog, entire catalog, right? What's to say that they don't go back and have rights to whatever demos or whatever to where they can make their own music out of these Queen recordings with AI, where it's literally a new song based off of something Of their music to fit an advertisement campaign or something,
1: right? It's like where they have like all of the single word recordings of Obama saying
0: something. (laughs) You're
1: right, and you mash it all up to make it it sound totally insane. Yeah,
0: Yeah. all those things from Freddie Mercury, you know him saying, you know, just single words or phrases or outtakes. They could put that all together to be a whole new song. Massage
1: it together and make a new song.
0: So I don't know. And here's another aspect. What about the Grammy Award? Only human creators are eligible to be submitted for consideration for, nominated for, or win a Grammy Award. The Academy shared in a statement about this song. Quote, a work that contains no human authorship is not (laughs) eligible in any categories.
2: That's so crazy to have to say that.
0: However, the statement read... Quote a work that features elements of AI material, i.e. material generated by the use of artificial intelligence, is eligible in applicable categories.
1: Have you Have you guys heard one of these AI generated songs? Yes, yeah. I've heard them before. Yeah. I had a, my barber They're impressive. cut my hair a while ago, and he was like, "Yeah, I bought a got a song for my girl for, for her anniversary." <laughs> oh, and they he bought $300 it three hundred dollars for a song. Oh my god! And he's like, "Yeah, they write," and I was like. Who wrote it? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. A and computer. Like, it was AI. It had to be. AI. So
0: he probably gave him the lyrics, and then they make like a little song out of it. Yeah. And they're like, what do you want it to be? Like smooth jazz. You want it to be like a rock song, and then you give smooth, them the lyrics. Definitely smooth jazz. Kenny G, Kenny smooth G. jazz. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's yeah, kind of wild, yeah. right? We're 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 there now with music and that's mm-hmm. kind of a crazy thing where the Grammy Association is having to make these statements about artificial intelligence in songs. That's pretty significant. I think that we've never had that before. And so, you know, back in the days of Millie Vanilli getting shafted for lip-syncing, you know, and now we have this whole another world of art- artificial intelligence. Where it's like, who is even
2: responsible for this? Mm. You know what I mean? Do you have like a right to your spirit after you die? It's like so disrespectful. Yes. Like, like, would you want your voice to be manipulated to say whatever after you're dead? That's a whole
0: other thing that nobody's Mm. thought about until Mm. now Mm -hmm. because now it's possible.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And all these people that didn't have protection Mm. from that in the 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way up until now, Mm. all those accounts could be, you know, like free
2: game Mm -hmm. for this intelligence to Mm. make something from it, right? Reminds me of that Serge on album "Elect the Dead." It's like the, the vocalist of System of a Down' his solo album. But yeah, like, it makes sense. That phrase that phrase comes back to me here. Right, you know what I mean, where it's haunting because he's talking about <laughs> democracy and <laughs> and he's using yeah. the dead voice of his bandmate.
0: So and that's true now. It's it's totally true. We're there. So we'll see. I mean, this is all going to be an interesting kind of litmus test to see how everything works out. All right, we got uh, some birthdays coming up, but let's run an ad break real quick. We're gonna run an ad break. It's summertime, so why don't we uh, fill in everybody on Corn Camp? Because Corn Camp, I think you guys. And need now that. a message from one of our Check sponsors.
3: Kids, 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 kids. Do you like corn? Do you like camp? Are you tired of the same boring routine in that dull Midwestern opiate-infested farm town? Punching walls in the arms of your friends and washing in your stepdad's basement like a freak? Are you a freak? You're a freak! <laughs> then head down to our kids' camp in sunny Bakersfield, California, where we've remodeled 40 acres of shitty asphalt, old dollar stores, and tire shops into an island-style corn maze and campground just for you, freak! Father, Two weeks of 10 hour a day camp courses brought to you by our favorite new metal group, Corn! 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 Each day is jam packed with individual lessons from these grindy, whiny, screaming giants of rock, including Wednesday to Sunday, four hour nightly sessions on head bandana folding straight from bassist Reginald Fieldy, RV Zip, a daily two hour nature walk. Spotting both alive and dead ground squirrels with James Monkey Schaefer on the site of California's infamous Interstate Five. Yeah, an incredible three-hour-long daily lesson with frontman Jonathan Spunky Davis on how to effectively ruin a hard-ass song with a 30-second interlude of whiny voice and out-of-sync instruments.
1: Why is
3: As a special treat, former band member Brian Head Welch personally crawls under the blankets by your feet to wake you at 4 a.m. with fervent prayer whispers, then leads you to a wet spot in a lawn where he anoints you with the soot in the name of evangelical Jesus Christ. Brothers, I do not. Use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. That's pretty disturbing. Blast! Last, last, blast! Blast! Hour of Power yeah, by 10-time that Academy Award nominee and Moon Children yes. of Vulganathon cult veteran, Tildy sweeney do. My God! Bedtime loudspeaker reading of Maze for the Gods unearthing the 9,000 year old history of corn and much 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 more So tell your parents to get online now you freak wow corn camp sounds so cool They better fucking bust out that almost maxed-out credit card and visit www.corncampwithallks.com and bust a load of 2k on the best damn three weeks of your life at corn camp corn camp corn camp not an officially licensed product. Corn Camp not legally tied to banned corn. Special taxes and rates may apply. Not available to residents in the state of Wisconsin or to Fred Durst. Ordering Lip Pisket affiliates. All rights reserved. RockNewsWeekly.com
0: Man, Corn Camp's filling up, guys. It's, uh, I've heard that... Uh a quadratic chaos is it's it's already filling up corn camp in general you better get your tickets now yeah last
1: year it was kind of slow it really has picked up this yeah I, I think, think got out. the
0: pandemic you know that was part of it but now that it's it's full on it's yeah. it's crazy it's time for some birthdays david are you ready happy. i am ready
1: birthday. happy birthday happy Already, birthdays. Let's do it, David. Okay, Ann Wilson, lead singer of Heart, is seventy-three. Seventy-three. She's looking great that too. Is, that's a that's a beautiful woman. I there. put
0: Ann Heart or Ann Wilson now, and this is the first one that showed up, and she's Holy. looking great. She's looking great. Holy.
1: Yeah, Sam Wright or Simon Wright, excuse me, drummer of uh, ACDC is sixty. As as well as Dio. As Dio. Oh, sorry. Yep,
0: yes, he was yes. in both bands, but yep. Uh good for him.
1: Ray Davies, uh, singer and guitarist of the Kinks is seventy-nine. Seventy nine. Joey Kramer, drummer of Aerosmith, is seventy three years old.
0: They're on their final tour this year, too. Uh that's gonna be uh they're hanging it up, so go out and see Aerosmith.
1: Kip Winger, singer bassist uh of Winger is sixty two.
0: Forever uh ruined by Beavis and Butthead and uh if you guys remember man like Oh yeah. Um Stewart had the winger shirt.
1: Yeah. The Stewart
0: and he they would always make fun of Stuart for um, for liking winger. Yeah, and he, t- <laughs> he there was like an interview about it where he's like, yeah, Beavis and Butthead like ruined my life basically because every, really? like everybody hated Winger. After Beavis and oh, Butthead, man. like, made fun of them, like, they're like, oh, Winger sucks. And they weren't that bad to <laughs> no. begin with, you know? But he's like, yeah, Beavis and Butthead ruined my life. I was like, oh, my God. Anyway. What a what
1: a, ter- what a terrible, <laughs> ignominious thing. Right? <laughs> Gosh. Joey Molland, uh, singer and guitarist of Badfinger, is 76. And Nils Lofgren, get, uh, guitarist of Bruce, Ste- Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, is 72. A lot of birthdays this I week. I know. Uh, Rod Rundgren, or Todd Rundgren, rock, uh, sorry, rock star and producer um, of the Nas Utopia and uh, the New Cars is seventy five. Stephen Page uh, of the Bare Naked Ladies is fifty three. Everybody's
0: favorite rocker, right? I look at, I look at him looking rocking and ready he's to roll. He's got
1: the bow tie on. <laughs> that, is, that doesn't mean he's a secret Republican. The Chinese right? chicken, That's what yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mick Fleetwood, drummer from Fleetwood Mac, is uh, 76.
0: <laughs> That's the, the code for it. Right? Yeah, the the tie. bow
1: tie. The Hawaiian shirt. Right. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Cease is uh, of the Black Crows is fifty six.
0: They're um, opening for Aerosmith this year on their final tour. Black well, Crows.
1: It's so. pretty impressive. He's fifty six there, and he looks older than all the. I know he know, looks all <laughs> seventy six year olds from before, like
0: Ann Wilson. Right. Look at
1: this
3: guy. I mean,
0: Colin. Blunton He's twenty a- years <laughs> younger than Ann Wilson, and he, <laughs> yeah. and he looks like he could be her grandfather. <laughs>
1: uh, Colin Blundstone. Yeah. Uh, yep. lead singer of the zombies is 78 years old yeah Patrick Moraz, former keyboardist of uh, yes and the moody blues is 75 John Isley bassist of dire straits is 74 that's disputed disputed that little guy got his own never mind <laughs> okay um Tim Finn singer and guitarist the split ends and crowded house is 71 David Peitch, keyboardist and singer of Toto, is 69.
0: That's it. Oh, yeah. We have a, a very special 30th anniversary, David. Oh, my 30th anniversary. Gracious. 30th anniversary Man, of... Can
1: you remember this? No. Did, were you, like, born this year? No, I wasn't born after you that. You were born after this. The
0: 30th anniversary of when Lorena Bobbitt made men across the country cringe when she amputated her husband John Wayne Bobbitt's penis and threw it in a roadside field. Get this, guys. Police later went digging through the overgrown roadside grass and found it, put it on ice in a Big Bite hot dog box <laughs> from a Seven Eleven and rushed it to the hospital, and he underwent surgery for 10 hours, had it reattached.
1: I thought he got a new one.
0: Nope.
1: It's I thought the he same got old
0: like... one rolling around in the grass out there.
1: My goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh,
0: wow. They were both acquitted. Like she was acquitted of malicious wounding, wounding, and he was acquitted of marital sexual assault. Isn't that Man, crazy?
1: Alive. that I mean, in his Fucking name was nuts, just dude. so.
0: Yep. So unfortunate. Dude, there's too. a documentary out on Amazon now by Jordan Peele. It's titled Lorena, with both parties participating in it. If you no got, way. Yeah, you should check it out. Um, all right. Anyway, all right. We got some <laughs> trivia to get to. Let's get to some trivia. Let's do it.
3: This week in rock and roll history, trivia.
0: Alright, time for some trivia. This week in 1980, guys, this band begins a three-week European tour. It's their first on the continent since 1973, and it turns out to be their last official tour. Who was it? Was it A. Led Zeppelin, B. Black Sabbath, C Pink Floyd, or was it D cocaine Crosby and his rainbow tapestry, David Crosby freebasing cocaine from a broken light bulb while wearing the stolen coat from Jesus and the amazing Technicolor dream coat, beating a bongo quietly while staring at the spotlight above him for forty five minutes straight until tears streamed down his face.
1: You wrote this when you were high i. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, this is a fact. This is a real band, David. I don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, the this, Rainbow
1: Tapestry, but Jesus and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat.
0: That's a that's cool. A that one. was a cool film. That was. That a, was a that cool. Was a good one. That was a cool film from the seventies.
1: Okay, but, uh, let's let's see,
2: Mara. What do you think? I have no. I have nowhere to start with this.
1: I I think I'm going to guess Black Sabbath. Okay,
2: Black
0: Sabbath. I'm going to guess
1: Black Sabbath.
0: Throw a guess out there, any of them. Led zeppelin. it's not d i'll tell you it's led not zeppelin. d led zeppelin. <laughs> led zeppelin all right led zeppelin black sabbath okay nobody pink, pink, pink floyd. floyd nobody picked pink floyd well good because it's not pink floyd it's led zeppelin this is their final tour tour over europe 1980 and of course john bonham passed away right after this um oh, yeah. so mm. yeah fun okay, fact okay, choked on his sense. own vomit mm-hmm. not cool can't really dust for vomit all right mm. new albums are you ready david Okay. We got a we got a good little stack here. Can is you do it? Do you think I can do this? Can one? you Let's do see, it in less than thirty
1: seconds? Is that well? Show me the end of the list. I'll show
0: you the end. Okay. Yeah.
1: I think I think I might be able to. You do got this. this. Okay.
0: All right. New albums today, out from Friday, June twenty third.
1: In less than 30
0: seconds. Go, David!
1: Death Collector, Death Toll, Degrees of Truth, Alchemist, Fear Factory, Mechanized, Fear Factory, Reindustrialized, Gary Moore, The Sanctuary Years, Graph, Orlock, End Credits, High Priest Invocation, Jack Tanzer, The Hallowed, Jay Gong, The Complex In Between, Judas Iscariot, The Embrace, The Corpses Bleeding, To Embrace the Corpses Bleeding, Kabbalah, Spectral Ascent, Mental Cruelty, Zwellig? Off-road minivan. May this keep you safe from harm. Outlanders, Outlanders. Five Power seconds. Power Trip, live in Seattle. Pyramids, Bloodline, Sigh, Live, Swans, The Beggar, Souter, Heavler, Vexed, Negative. Oh, so close. Couldn't do it. What's the last one? You know, I feel better Zach? having not done that one this week How than do you when even? I did... <laughs> Actually complete it. Last okay,
0: one. that last one isn't Zather? fair. How do you? Okay, there you Z- go. Zaster. I
1: don't Zaster? know how to say I love that. How you said in, live in Seattle.
0: I don't so, know how to say that? That,
2: that. I love, I love how you said live in Seattle. Oh, live
1: in Seattle. <laughs> right? That's what it It's says. like an advertisement. <laughs> That's what it says. Hey, they're live living. If, if you <laughs> if you live in Seattle, you'd already be home.
2: <laughs> they're just telling you,
0: uh, please live. in Seattle. Please,
1: and it's even power trip. Live in Seattle. Go Let's live in take Seattle. Take a power trip and live in Seattle.
0: All right. Speaking of power trips, gosh, failure. Check it out, guys! It yeah, is true. Trips, okay. I don't know if this is all. It's obviously a publicity <laughs> stunt. We don't know what's going to happen with this, but Mark Zuckerberg agreeing to fight Elon Musk in a cage match. So here's is, the.
1: This good gosh. This okay. is okay. Go let on. me let
0: me give you a little history here on it. Mark Zuckerberg uh, apparently agreed to fight Elon Musk in a cage match. Um, whether the two are joking remains to be seen, but it sounds like they're kind of serious about it. While replying to a user discussing Meta's plans to build a Twitter rival, Musk challenged a company's founder on Wednesday to a cage match if he's up for it. Zuckerberg responded to a screenshot of the tweet and said, send me a location. In a story on Instagram, Musk, Twitter's executive chair and chief uh, technology officer, suggested the Vegas Octagon, possibly referring to the UFC Apex in Las Vegas. Uh, he also jokingly added that he has a move called the Walrus, where he lays on top of an opponent and does nothing. That sounds pretty deadly. You can see their two physical...
1: Uh, Dude, I think Zuckerberg can take him.
0: Well, he, it, it gets better. He's a trained jiu-jitsu, um, uh, apparently, uh, guy. Still the CEO. Uh, when asked about the fight, Meta spokesperson said, the story speaks for itself. Uh, so that's one way or another, <laughs> kind of getting around that. Um, okay, so Zuckerberg recently won gold and silver in his 1st jujitsu jiu-jitsu tournament. Uh, a series of uh, photos showed... The uh, founder grappling with different opponents at the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition in May, just
1: this last where, month. Where is this? I this don't know. Is it in uh, Palo Alto or something?
0: It, I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, it doesn't say where the, oh the tournament was, but I don't know. What do you guys think of it? Do you think it's all BS, or do you think this could really happen?
2: I love how that his Mark Zuckerberg's belt in that below picture is covering the other guy's eyes like a... Like one of those pictures where the people's eyes are. <laughs> yeah, to.
0: it yeah. does look like. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. of That's hilarious. Like he's uh, like you
1: don't want to blocked out. Yeah. He just got, and he's, he's probably got, ripping a gnarly fart yeah, he's right just there on right
0: his head. on top of his head. Give him the old zuck, the Zuckerberg you, fart. Give you a zuck. Got, got zuck. zucked there. Got zucked.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to say,
0: BS. Do you think it's gonna happen? Whether or What's your not it's
1: BS. I mean, the last thing I saw Elon Musk in was one of those little advertisements that like comes up. In social media, and he's sitting talking to a group of world leaders about what people need to do to uh, overcome poverty. <laughs> and I, I just thought to myself, watching that, this is this is not the person that I really yeah want to take that advice from him too. You know? Yeah, right. And this pull yourself like, up by your This bootstraps. just like proves it because his <laughs> hair was really nicely combed. He had a suit on. He looked really official. And then we come back to this. You go, okay, yeah, I remember. Are those tattoos on yeah. Elon Musk or is that like scratches? Like, I think that's hair? water. Yeah, is that a, water? He's being sprayed by water right here. Look at they're hosing him off <laughs> before he <laughs> gets back in the
2: He's getting ready for the walrus. He's, he's so gonna- white that the water looks like <laughs>
0: it does I know the
1: water's like he contrasting. He's like the same <laughs> color as I am. He's <laughs> really, really white. He blends in with
0: that yacht back there pretty well.
1: I mean gosh, how old is he? 50s, I don't know something like that.
0: Oh, I think it said in here. I think it did actually say his age.
1: He must. Uh, he That's must stress himself not out with the sun. No, right? he must stress himself out un, un, unduly. Because no, it doesn't say his age. If I were that rich, gosh, man, I'd have all kinds of trainers. Yeah, and don't you stuff, think you'd be in a and... lot better shape? Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't richest man in the but, world. I mean, I just kind of. Well, yeah. I do kind of want to shame Elon Musk. Yeah, I guess
0: lose some weight, you fat white blubbery. <gasps> You know? Yeah. Good gosh. Get it okay. figured out, dude. Anyway, I I, I just want to see it happen. I just want to see them fight each other. I would like to see, but it. for charity, and it goes to like a, a legitimate cause.
1: Well, could it? I mean, there has to With be already legitimate like a claimation of
0: this, isn't there? On uh, what was that what was show? That celebrity on MTV? Cage Match. Celebrity Death Match. Celebrity Death Match. Oh. That,
1: <laughs> that was pretty good. Back when MTV still had some really I good know. shows.
0: All right, this was a a huge story this week. I couldn't not talk about it just briefly here, but this was pretty crazy, man. Uh, I don't know if you guys followed all of this at all this past week, um, but the uh, Titanic, um, I guess these guys trying to go down there, this Titanic submersible, 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic, it collapsed on itself, it lost contact, and all five people died. And it crushed like a tin can on him. and kind of crazy, right? Like, what are the what the hell are they doing down there in the first place? But it's a billionaire aviation tycoon uh, that wanted to do this. He wanted he was going for some kind of Guinness World Record, and ended up, you know, costing all these people, you know, their lives on Father's Day. The saddest part to Good me gosh. was this 19 year old kid that got coaxed by his dad to go down there with him. <laughs> Uh, Father's Day. He didn't want to go, that kid. He was, like, terrified. And his dad convinced him to go down there. And so that's great. Right? Oh, my gosh. For Father's Day, do it for me, son. Um. So they found the debris. But here's the part that everybody's been talking about is this controller, guys.
1: That is how they control the thing?
0: It's not my Xbox controller that I have over there. That is a Logitech controller very similar to my Xbox controller that costs $40. That is apparently the same controller they were using to control this submersible. They lost contact with this controller and contact with the uh, submersible, and people are kind of questioning whether this is what should have been used in the first
1: place. Well, I heard, I mean, there was... It was like sort of like... Commercial parts and things, you know, like PVC pipes from Lowe's or something like that. In
0: 2022, CBS did an interview with this guy, this uh, Stockton Rush. He's the CEO of OceanGate, right? Well, they did an interview on his one-of-a-kind carbon fiber submersible. So he held up the handheld device saying, We run the whole thing with this game controller. It's unclear if this device, uh, which resembles the widely available $40 Logitech F710 had been modified or customized, but it's that same controller. And so... <laughs> so is this
1: just a case of, like, monumental hubris?
0: Yeah, and then this meme here started going around.
1: She be the finest vessel ever sailed
0: with a Logitech controller. Yar, I don't know what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Then there was this one I saw of uh, Nirvana. thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> but it's, you know, I mean... There's jokes to be had but at at the same time it's super sad. Like five people lost their lives because of this shit. You know what I mean? And I don't know how to like whether to laugh or like be upset about it. Like
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> what do you guys think? So we were we were actually talking about this I right know. before. We I didn't know this was going to be on today, but um I mean, this week 700 people died in the Mediterranean because they were Basically, forced out of Europe. I mean, it was a, a oh, boat right. of refugees. Yes, I and read I don't about really hear. Boat. I don't really hear that being discussed too much. Uh, it's, it's. Not, I mean, I mean, I don't want to make light of anyone's death or anything like that. But it does tell us something about our our society. We get sort of something shiny that in, in, engages us a little bit. We'll pay attention to that. But the weightier more important things, we don't want to pay attention. Sure. Like
0: when somebody tragically, yeah, when a lot of people tragically die in, say uh, whatever, uh, an unpreventable, I believe, is the right type of category for it, like an unpreventable type of catastrophe, people get really upset about it because it's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's – they don't want to see it, so they put it out of sight, out of
1: mind. Something like this – Well, I mean, in the case of the Mediterranean, it's like it is preventable – it's just that people will sort of like blatantly disregard those that group of people whereas these five seems like are you know we're so interested in them because there's a couple of billionaires on well the, yeah on the i vessel. think
0: i think it's it's also more than that that it shows how out of touch these billionar billionaires are yeah. with our society that more people are upset at that fact that why are these guys doing this type of stuff to begin with, and just wasting their money and and putting people's lives at risk for their own type of weird you know fame and fortune you know to try and be a cool billionaire and and now I've killed five people with my my janky creation that grabs a lot more media attention than seven hundred refugees dying in a boat accident because of a war You're like that's not fun to like that's I I remember reading that article and I didn't want to put that in the prep because there's nowhere to go with that like
1: oh yeah I mean yeah there's nothing
0: to like with this at least we can kind of like talk a little bit about it and kind of you know why was this you know done in the first place that other one is just like god like I you know you'd have to be a poli-sci major or something to where you delve into the, the the weeds with the root of that you know and that's super sad. And the yeah. f- further you get with it, I think
1: maybe this one you can, in some ways, like we can, we can laugh it off a bit. Just like, my gosh, like why? Do you, the other one, the you other can't. one is just, it's, it's just, just tragedy. Man, we just that, suck. And I mean, so can, that's the thing with like it treading the line, us a lot more.
0: especially what I try and do on this podcast is. I don't try and pick stories that. Yes, those stories deserve attention, but my Rock News Weekly podcast is not where people are finding. Well, I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't expect it. On right.
0: Here. So I try and pick the ones that they're topical, but they have some kind of an edge of humor or modernity where we can kind of make a kind of a, a judgment or something and kind of like uh, you know have an opinion on it. But those other ones where it's like uh, a war and these people and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm not even going to try and understand or uh, touch on it because I don't have the education or place to to make a a statement on that. And me talking about those major issues that really do deserve that doesn't do it justice. And it would be like a half-assed bullshit way of doing it. So at least with these types of stories, we can kind of joke and you yeah. know.
1: But still, well, but funnily enough, and I don't know because I haven't been paying like all the attention in the world to sort of large media outlets. But we just did talk about it a bit. And I haven't seen that so much from these others sure. like, comparing them. So,
0: no, that's definitely true. Yeah, uh, that's that's why we try and stay away from those things. Uh, weekly WTF effects of space travel take three years to reverse. This is a new study that came out in conjunction with the fact that people are starting to travel through space more often. Um, uh, it's starting to be like commercial. Um, space travel up there in the Virgin, you know, and and their ship and stuff like that. And I thought it was really interesting and maybe something that nobody really talks about is the effects of space travel on the body and the fact that people have been up in these kind of um, space stations and away for extended periods of time for, for a long time. And they're starting to really like actually delve into the impacts on the astronauts' brains. I, we can't really see it here. In uh, this, this is kind of a
1: kidney filtration rate increases bone loss. Yes, it may cause kidney stones.
0: There's all kinds of crazy the gravity. Like, yeah. you know,
1: It's not pulled through. As it's easily. wild,
0: man. Um, so there's like they discovered a marked expansion of the brain's ventricles in those who undertook missions lasting at least six months. Given this level of expansion, a recovery period of less than three years may be inadequate. Ventricles are fluid-filled cavities within the brain, filled with uh, cerebrospinal fluid that serves to protect, nourish, remove waste from the brain. So those things are being damaged. So that's pretty wild, right? And
1: so we're going to have to come up with some sort of like why haven't we figured this out before? (laughs) You know, once we destroy planet Earth and we have to go to wherever, we got to figure out some new new gravity. Well, yeah, we're not going to be able to.
0: We're not going to be able to hang. That's what they're starting to figure out now. Is like. We're not going to be able to do this. Like, we're not going to be able to travel around in space all the time and without, like, major things happening to our body on a scientific level. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, it revealed no change in brain structure of individuals who spent less than two weeks in space. So that's basically, I feel like, why the study was done, because people are starting to do this space tourism stuff, which is crazy to say.
1: At least six months is what they say. Okay. S-
0: at least. Oh man! They're saying if you're up in space for six months, you need uh, more than three years when you come back to recover from that, which
1: is pretty crazy. You guys ever want to go to outer space? I would never.
0: I have no desire. Yeah, it doesn't appeal to me.
2: Um, you know, I don't feel like
0: human beings should be in space.
1: Yeah, it's just you <laughs> feel like
0: we're like kind of like poking the bear, so to speak, or like
2: just doing stuff that we shouldn't be. We're part of the earth. Like I think it makes sense that human beings start to. Malfunction when we're not in the Earth. <laughs> we're beings of the Earth, so yeah, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't, I have no desire. But if if those um those millionaires and stuff they want to go, that's great. See, <laughs> they can go.
0: That's gonna be another. <laughs> they can go get their brains. It's gonna blown. be another Logitech controller well, explosion. Maybe they're gonna have the cage match up in a. The- we're gonna see the billionaires up, you know, explode in some, you know. <laughs> what well, what I don't like the idea of is like okay, you're gonna go up in space. And you're going to take maybe some of our smartest minds with you, you know, like this lady who's like a dope ass astronomer for 40 years, one of the best, you know, scientists we got. And they're going to all go up there with stupid ass, you know, Elon Musk and explode. And die, and then we're going to lose all these people because of this billionaire-like pipe dream, you know? I all think these that's like great. intelligent people that we should have
2: <laughs> stayed on Earth. I think that's great. I think that's great. No, I think they should all go. All of them. Everyone who wants to go should go. I really Get feel what like you deserve. No, I really wow. feel like I really feel like in any village you go to, like around most places in the third world, there's brilliant people that never have the chance to. Yeah. To yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like sure. So actually, they should all go it's <laughs> and give room for the Earth to heal. The other ones for more people to. Express themselves is great. It's great. Like, mass exodus It's great. You know, it really is
1: interesting (laughs) to see these stories. I mean, you didn't have to reach very far to find these this week. These were the things on it. And then adding this in there really gives me the, uh, like, I mean, they all fit together. These stories are really well well (laughs) interrelated Um, and say something about, like, I don't know. That's just really interesting. What we think is important. You know, Elon Musk and, you know, whatever cage match and then some other, you know. That is
2: very interesting. Can I say something? I feel that way about flying too. I feel like flying probably has some sort of adverse effect on you yeah. to a much smaller degree, but I feel like yeah. we call that jet lag to some degree, but like you can feel your body is yeah. out of alignment for a long time Definitely. after you fly. I
0: hate it. I I lose yeah. circulation every time I I get in there. I lose circulation in my my hands and my feet and I start like having this kind of like panic mm-hmm. attack and I I can't stand it. Like mm-hmm. I just I get cannot stand so flying. So dehydrated. All. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right there's no there's no water vapor up in that. I that sweat like
0: crazy atmosphere. when I'm on a plane. I don't know what yeah. it is. Just like I'm like I'm like dying, man. I don't
2: feel like human beings are meant to fly.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. Well, speaking of that, perfect segue. Well, to this.
3: well, well,
0: flying taxis headed for Paris. The Paris Olympic organizers are hoping to get visitors to and from the Olympic Village next year in unmanned flying taxi cabs. The Volocopter vehicles are so small they can only accommodate two passengers at a time and they have a battery range of under 30 minutes. The plan is awaiting approval by European regulators, flying machine produced by Autoflight Chinese Company. Would you get in one of those? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) An unmanned unmanned drone copter that will fly you and a passenger to wherever you
1: want to go. No. That is just the stupidest. Well, I mean, that's just like gimmick. That's like toothbrushes with a stretchy neck. Remember the reach? <laughs> you don't think that's going like, to
2: be the future of, of taxi?
0: I don't know, man. I don't think
1: this is a gimmick. No. I mean, I know there's, uh, there is something that is um, thrown around. This is the it's, future of it's drones. It's the idea of integrated fabric, right? That the uh, future of transportation will be these types of things. And that it will all be tracked through GPS you know, an an automated GPS slash GIS. Well, system.
0: somebody could like take control over your drone and like, oh, you're
1: in restricted yeah, airspace, and now we have control over your little vehicle, and mm-hmm. when well, they just coordinate everything all at the same time, because if mm-hmm. you know, if there's like thousands of little crafts flying around all of the time, that's really really hard to manage. Um, but they have know, that's the idea. It's all sort of like uh, integ- in an this integrated is, fabric.
0: This is happening in Paris for the Olympics next year. Well, it's not approved yet, I guess. So, You all well,
2: think a dr- an AI drone can get road rage? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm curious.
1: laughs> right? Well, you know, I just watched, I just uh, like I watched Megan last night. Another drone, right? You ever seen Megan? No. It's the movie about the little like robot doll. That goes oh, and like I, kills I, all the people.
0: I, I heard about oh, yeah. that, or I've seen the. It's previous. really stupid,
1: but um, it's, <laughs> it's I, really I, yeah, stupid. it can get road rage. It will, it will get robot road rage. road
0: rage. It could happen. Okay, last story of the day, guys, or the week. A man poured soda on a traveler who said, he said, kept sticking her smelly feet underneath his airplane seat. Talking about flying and the fun, the fun of flying here. So, he took matters into his own hands, and it got kind of a mixed reaction on social media about it. I wanted to ask what you guys thought of this. So, here's the scenario. You're sitting there in the plane, person behind you, sticking their feet underneath your seat, really stinky feet, constantly doing it. Would you guys do something, or would you not? I'm going to show you the video first, and then you, you, we, we can we can see, all right? So... Let me do the video here. Let me get this going. Where's my display capture? Here we go. Do this, and we got the video. Here it is. All right, tell me what you guys think of this and would you do anything? Would you do something similar? Here's a video of the feet. This, it says in the text here, um, woman, on the plane behind me kept putting her smelly feet under me and then she stopped and this is after he did this so he puts a
3: little teeny tiny bit right there on her tail
0: Would you do something like that, it? or would you just put up with it, or what, would you, would you turn around and say something, or what, how would you react?
1: What do you What do you guys think? I I'll give, I'll give him five points for creativity. That's I remember like when I was a kid, I had a parent or I had a friend whose parents, instead of like yelling at them and telling them put your shoes away, they would like take carrots and like put it in their shoes. <laughs> So then when they put their shoes on, then they would- have Well, you got- Yeah, you left like, your shoes out, man. you got carrots in Should've them. I should have put my shoes away. <laughs> Dang, got so carrots. shoes. I, I, I mean, pouring soda on the feet, it's <laughs> a little sticky. It's a little, kind like, of a like, little much. It was just a little tiny bit. Well, it like, was a
0: little bit. I, is he going to put that soda back in his mouth, though? Because he got really He close. got it on the foot. Like, that's butt. what he's complaining. He's so- gonna... But that's the, what he's complaining about—is the stinkiness. Yeah. So now it's
1: going to be his actual breath.
2: I'm so confused for so many reasons, but I feel that the the soiling of the Cadbury chocolate is offensive to me.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, there's some that's Cadbury chocolates really down good. here. I
2: know she put her feet on his chocolate. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. So you're saying maybe you yeah, those chocolates are expensive too, you just especially if you got it from the airport. Foot. Yeah, right, you know that's what I true. Mean? <laughs> no one's thinking about the that's that chocolate. That's quality chocolate. Well, and it's right there. Dairy milk. Buttons. I would have put the chocolate mm-hmm.
2: in between the toes or something. Or in the shoes. <laughs> in the shoes, Because right, he ruined the chocolate anyway. <laughs> oh, there you go. The soda. That is... would take care <laughs> of the smell, too. Exactly. That's a great the point. The soda is, is, you know, unsoiled. He could drink the soda, but the, the chocolate's already rude. Very
0: good point. All good stuff. Well, what did the world say about it? Um,
1: were people offended? Were they mad?
0: Yeah, people were just, it was divided. People were like, oh, that's really rude. Oh, you, you shouldn't Obviously. have done that. You Obviously. should have just turned around and said something. No. And people were like, "No, that's great. That's hilarious. That's funny." I like she it. knew what she was doing, you know. And so Well, our foot is like yeah, how fully... hard is it to get your foot all the way there? Like she is, is all the way all up, the up way. there. Yeah. Like, like it is all the way underneath up there. Yeah. The to it's to a little that.
2: much the way she's doing it. I feel and like you really have to try. You can't do that accidentally. Yeah. You have to be like totally. And these are her shoes.
0: Yeah, those, are, those are probably her chocolates. Yeah, really. Now that we think about it, because that's her shoe.
1: That's is Puma weighing in on this? for a sponsorship. What kind of shoes? Yeah, I was going to say. Puma will be like, don't worry, we support you. We'll give you
0: some new socks. (laughs) Make like
1: a clever marketing thing out of it. I'm trying to like figure out a a (laughs) way to make a joke about me too that won't get me canceled.
0: Oh, don't do that. (laughs) All right, don't do that. That's it for us this week, guys. Rock News Weekly, rocknewsweekly.com. Every Sunday, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Thanks for hanging out, guys. We'll see you guys next week. All right, have a good one.
1: Peace. All see ya.